Howdy. Hey, hello. We are back again with Munch and Mingle. And today, you guys, this is going to be a very happy, celebratory, good episode. I've got my new friend, Lexi, here. Hello, hello. I'm just so excited to dive into your life, but into your mantra of life. (laughs) You are a very, and I wish you guys could see her. You just have this light that beams. No, I mean it. And it just makes sense (laughs) with everything that you do in your life. I'm like, yep. You match it. Attracts, attracts for sure. (laughs) So before we dive in, of course, let's start with our munchie, which I'm actually really happy. This is what you picked. But you you go ahead and you describe it while I take a little snack. So this is my new personality trait. It's the mini dirt balls from Swig because they had the big ones and they were delicious. Yes. And they took them away. And then they brought them back in like this little shareable dip the frosting in. I think they're delicious. I'm all over it. I loved the big ones. I was really shocked they took them away. They really just, they were good. They were fabulous. Yeah. And so then when they (laughs) brought these back, we were all kind of like, hmm, but no, it's great. Going into your life, Lexi, we've got a lot to talk about. Yes. You and I have already had a discussion. You've gone through some great things that make you who you are. That's why I love you. (laughs) The funny thing I guess we should explain... Brooke, yes, is your hairstylist. I'm obsessed with her. We all are. Way shape and form. She is Uh so great. (laughs) And she posted about you on her story once. Mm -hmm. You brought her a thank you card. Yes, and she had said, "Yeah, I'm so grateful. I've been the recipient of one of Lexi's thank you cards." And I was like, "What? Who is this person? Like, it's a thing." (laughs) So I went and totally like found you on Instagram. And was looking around and I was like, wait, who is this girl? Like, she seems so happy. She gives thank you cards (laughs) and flowers. Like, so I just kind of like, I'm pretty sure I followed you. Mm -hmm. And then that was like months before Brooke and I did her episode. Then after her episode, I was like, hey, who's this girl, Lexi? (laughs) And she just went off. She's like, oh my gosh, you need Lexi on your podcast. (laughs) So that's where we are. Yes. So now we're here and I couldn't be happier. Oh, it's so great. Okay. So. Let's start from the beginning. You have a very unique situation in your family, and I want to talk about it. Yes. So I am from a family of all girls, and I feel like that attributes to every ounce of my personality. (laughs) Most of us were cheerleaders, dancers, like very much in that realm, and I was a competitive cheerleader. I started when I was in seventh grade. Went down that path. I did all-star for all three years, and then when I was in high school, I kind of decided to switch to high school cheer just so I could be involved, and everyone that I knew of had had such fabulous experiences. Yeah. I adored the sport. I loved everything about it. I love the teamwork. I love the performing aspect. How cheer works is your tryout season is in like April or May, but your competition season isn't over until like February or March. And so you kind of have to decide if you're trying out come like January so you can like start prepping and working. I didn't love my high school cheer experience. It like wasn't necessarily the best spot for me. So I was like very conflicted if I wanted to go like the next year. This was like the first decision I'd ever prayed about. I remember it so clearly, like just the confirmation feeling like you need to try out for cheer again. And I was like, okay, perfect. Let's go. I was in the gym like every single day. I was doing gymnastics privates. I was doing strength and conditioning, just kind of putting every ounce of what I had into this tryout was what I was supposed to do. I was so excited. I go to try out. I did the best I could. Hadn't missed a game. I did a good in competition season and I was cut. 
And I was devastated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I was 15 and I was cut. And this was something I had like been a part of for five, six years. So that was like a third of my life. And it was like a big part of my identity because yeah. like that's what I invested so much time into. I was so angry at everyone, at everything. If I prayed about it and I got the confirmation answer, like why would it be like this devastatingly heartbreaking? Right. Is that a word? Yeah. It is now. I think so. Heartbreaking. <laughs> and I really just like, oh, like I prayed for this and I didn't get it. Well, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. And the rule in our house was if you wanted to drive and be on the insurance, you had to go to seminary and you had to go to church. It was like more than fair. But I was basically as like stepped back as I could be while still going to those things. And it was hard. Like it was hard going from like a very active in my testimony and like working on it to like not putting anything in it. And I thought like this was what was going to make me feel better because I had tried life like as a partnership with like my heavenly father and I felt like it didn't work out. There was like a good six, seven months. I was just angry. I like was unattached from like school activities and really didn't like do anything. I was just mad. And I don't really know how I decided like I'm done with this. This isn't working for me, but I did. Beginning of my junior year, my family decided to adopt a baby boy. I was 16 and I was like, everyone's going to think I'm this kid's mom. <laughs> like we're going to live in the same house. And it was just like very, I don't know, just like a new experience that we hadn't experienced before, but I was excited. We met our birth mom when she was like four months pregnant. How did you guys find her? There's a lady in our ward oh. who came to my parents and was like, will you adopt this baby? Oh, wow. And it was like, What? Yeah. Like, we have our family. We're good. If you met her, her name's Kim. She's fabulous. <laughs> she was like, okay, just pray about it. Pray about it, and I'll, like, never bug you about it ever again. And so my parents were like, yeah, okay. And they do, and they were like, no, you need to adopt. And we're like, okay, wow. perfect. Let's roll. That's awesome. And basically from the time that my mom started the adoption paperwork to the time we were matched with this baby was a week. Wow. Which, like, doesn't happen. Yeah. It was, like, so crazy fast. The first thing they tell you in adoption is, like, guard your heart. In the state of Utah, at least, there's a 24-hour period from when the baby is born to when the parents, the birth parents can, like, sign their parental rights away to the adoptive parents. And so you don't know if you will get that baby in your home until 24 hours after they're born. Wow. Ooh. I know. So you can, like, go on this journey. Some are, like, eight months. Some are three weeks. And you're just very much like, okay, we want the best for their family. And if that's keeping the baby, like, that's what we want. And we want the best for our family. And we've, like opened our hearts and our minds and made plans to have like another member of our family. But if that's not right, we don't want that. We go through the pregnancy journey. We met her in September on my birthday, actually. And then she was due in of January. Our birth mom had a doctor's appointment at 3 p.m. on a Friday. And they were like, yep, you're in labor. Let's roll. Let's go to the hospital. And she's like, okay, perfect. So they go to the hospital. They get her all hooked up to these monitors like two hours later there was no heartbeat Mm. so somewhere in between like this doctor's appointment at three and her delivery at five he had passed away such like an interesting grief process legally like he wasn't a part of our family Mm -hmm. but like spiritually and like we had all my family had all been these different journeys of uh, just kind of like coming to an answer with this like i kind of fell in love with this baby from like the moment i knew he could be ours yeah I like find out he passed away and I like went into shock and I'm just like cleaning everything. I end up outside in my driveway. It's the beginning of February. It's freezing. Like, yeah. There's snow on the ground and like take all the trash and I just like 
break down in my driveway. Mm -hmm. You know, like those prayers that just stick with you forever. This was one of them. And I just fell on my knees like outside. I'm sure my neighbors could see me. (laughs) And I was like, Heavenly Father, please be my teammate in this. Like I did life without you. I don't want to do that again. Please, please, please. Like I'm not going to leave you. Don't leave me. I think comparing my two like trials, obviously this one was much bigger, but I kind of had to go through the first one to learn how not to deal with things. And you can try to do it without assistance on the other side, but it's so much easier and like so much lighter and you find so many more lessons and wisdom if you just like lean into God. That's so powerful. And you were 16. I was 16. At this point. That's incredible. So kind of like moving on from this, like it hits you in the face, like life is so short and you really like your life can change in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Like what you thought your life was going to be and what actually is going to be just is so dramatic. Coming back to school, like the next year, because we had spring break and summer, we kind of just like took a break from life, just like reevaluated everything. And so my senior year, I skipped my last class of the day. And I went to the grocery store and I bought like seven bottles of sparkling cider. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're having a parking lot party. I texted all my friends. I'm like, come out to my car. Like, this is life. This is so celebratory. Like, let's make a moment of it. So we're like pouring it. I'm like on top of my friend's Jeep. We're making <laughs> these toasts. Everyone's screaming. And kind of from that, I was like, yeah, okay. The little things in life, you're going to experience so much more of them. And if you just like make a moment and make a celebration out of them, Like, what a happy life that will be. Right. I kind of just started doing this more often. We have, like, our parking lot parties mixed with, like, my life is so short motto. You know what the worst advice I've ever heard is? Some things are better left unsaid. (laughs) And so this is, like, my thank you notes came in. And just very much telling people how I felt about them. Like, friendships, romantic relationships, anything. Just, like, get it all out. Because I never want to be in a situation where I no longer have someone in my life. They didn't know how much I love them. Yeah. And so that kind of became my thing. And just very much, like, loving and sharing and gathering and celebrating and I kind of got like appointed cheers girl that's what everyone called me just so fun <laughs> and that's kind of how my high school growing up depth trial life Where it came from came from yeah that started a lot after your brother yes and everything your family still celebrates mm-hmm. his birthday yeah so his birth family was super super phenomenal just very much like this is your baby like he's part of your family so his headstone says his birth parents' last name and then our last name. Wow. We like go visit it every once in a while and we always celebrate his birthday. We go out to dinner. We do cake and it's very much like it's a celebration. Like he brought so much love and light into our lives. And I say this like not lightly. I was broken down in that experience to be rebuilt into the person I was supposed to be for my life. Wow. Which happens for so many people. Mm -hmm. And I just, sometimes I think when we are broken down, we think that's the end. Yeah. And so I'm so grateful that, you know, you did see through it, that you knew there was a rebuilding and it's, you truly have taken such good from it. Thank you. (laughs) Really though. I got to 2020. So March was when everything shut down. Right. Right. And kind of like all these expectations you had for school were gone. And I was like, okay, life, whatever. We'll get through. It's it's Mm going to be like three months. Yeah. So whatever we graduate, it's very like uneasy and like bittersweet because you didn't really get to live out your full experience and you go to college everyone told me like just wait till your freshman year like it is going to be everything and more and i was like perfect i'm so great <laughs> i decided to go to utah state 
go I'm Aggies. still there. Go Aggies. Mm-hmm. Love it. I'm checking in. I'm like, by myself. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Blah, 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 blah. They give me the spiel and they go, and you can't have friends over or you get fined. What? And I was like, what? Excuse me? <laughs> Are you being for real? Is this a joke? Yeah. Cries. Because like you're already on edge. I get all settled in. I knew like a handful of people from high school that were going up here. I was like so alone. I was so miserable. Like every in-person experience you could have, class, activities, football games, parties, there was none. None. You weren't allowed to have them. Mm. So I kind of start looking for anything I can cling to, like any sense of normalcy. So I became a group fitness instructor. I had to be 18 to certify in my birthday September because I'm the baby in my grade. Me too. That's so fun. These are the best. Yes. So I turn 18. I buy like the instruction course. I blaze through it. And I started teaching. Just absolutely adore it. It's been like such like a safe space for me. And like mm-hmm. somewhere I just feel like I'm good at it. Yeah. And it's like fun. And it's gathering everything I've loved. So I started doing that in 2020. Kind of through this, all my friends were gone. Like I wasn't just in Logan by myself. I was in Logan by myself not having anyone to talk to because they're all on missions. This sucks. This is a joke. Like, when is it going to end? One of my best friends, he texts me or Facebook messages me or whatever. Right. He's like, Lex, you got to meet my companion. And I was like, this is the most painfully LDS story I've ever heard in my entire life. There is no way. <laughs> whatever. So his companion slides into my Facebook DMs. Because that was the thing. That was the thing. I was like, this is so horrible. <laughs> what year is it? 2008? Yeah. We write off and on his whole mission. I wasn't like waiting for him. Right. Second year of college, it was good. It was Mm -hmm. a lot better. Mm -hmm. I think everything kind of like just went back to normal. My group fitness classes grew a ton. Yes. I went from teaching. I taught three people my very first class. And it was uh, my roommates. Great. And one of my friends that I basically like bribed to be there. Then I taught an event with over 100 people. School ends. This boy that I had been messaging comes home from his mission. And it was everything and more I'd want it to be. It was like sunshine, rainbows. I was like, this freaking rocks. Are you <laughs> kidding me? It's so much better than two years ago. So we go out over the summer, blah, 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 blah. I move back up to school. I go back to Logan for my junior year. Yeah. I had like three semesters left. Things got really weird. And I was like, hmm, okay. It just felt so weird. And I get that text oh. that every girl like doesn't want to get. Basically, he's like, okay, so I'm dating someone for my mission. So sorry how I handled this. And that was it. Thanks. Okay. (sighs) Okay. I don't know. I think part of my getting everything out there, I was like, you know what? I wish you all the happiness and success. You did hurt my heart. And that (laughs) was it. Send, delete number, delete text string. So I have like no way of like (laughs) going back. Wow. I'm like a cold turkey. Yeah. It's not going to work if I have like any little thing left. That's so good, though. It's helpful. Sometimes you do just need to be like, let it go. And especially in this case, but yeah. Absolutely. And I remember it's the first week of school and I'm sitting in the business building and I'm studying. And I'm on the table that faces the hallway that everyone's using to get to their classes. And I was seeing people I hadn't seen in months because it had been summer. And I'm waving and I'm smiling and people are sitting down in this chair across from me. And I just remember like in all these conversations, like my heart is beating, right? And I just felt like with every beat, like it was broken. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Another one? I've had like seven million art breaks. When is life just going to be like easy and fun and I'm done learning lessons? Yeah. <laughs> At this time, 
My favorite artist in the world, period, the end, is Kelsey Ballerini. Mm-hmm. She released this album. It quickly became my favorite album of all time. And just kind of felt like every experience I had gone through in music. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're living the same life, me and Kelsey. Me and Kelsey. We're going to be, we're going to be BFFs. <laughs> and I'm going to go, remember that year? Yeah. I was, I was going through it with you. <laughs> anyway, so she announces this 12-stop tour. None of them are in Utah. Never are. And my cousin, her name's Ainsley. She's like, let's go. And I'm like, let's go. We like our flights. We get a hotel. And I'm like, oh, it's really pricey. Yeah. Maybe not. And she's like, really? So I sleep on it and I wake up and I was like, no. It sounds like so silly, but it was just like one of those things that really just like kicked me into high gear. It made me realize I am 100% capable of giving myself the life I want. And life I want is traveling and concerts and being with people I love and experiencing like every emotion life has to offer. We get on this plane, we go to the concert. It was incredible. And that kind of was my lesson from this heartbreak that it really sucks, but you have every ounce of like capability and power and strength to get to where you want. No matter what that looks like in the fun and the happy and the creative and the learning and the growing. That's kind of where I am now. Wow. That's so inspirational. And I'm, <laughs> I'm really though, like, and it's so, what is it? Like it's giving me life. I'm not 50 years old. And if you are, that's okay. But I'm just like, oh, I love that. Thank you. I love that you can just do that. A big part we wanted to talk about the thank you notes. Yes. The celebrating every little thing. Mm-hmm. How does that look now? What do you do? You told me about a very fun tradition you do oh, every week. We have yes. to talk about that. Let's get into it. What is that like? You have to kind of be on your game. You're the one who's consciously bringing that into your life. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget that as people. We think other ways or people do that for us. But you really are taking it by the reins. You're like, no, I'm going to bring the light into my life. The happiness. freakish that way. <laughs> So tell us. Yes. Div- divulge. Yes. So my little tradition event, I call it a DNT. It stands for drink and treat. And it's just 30 minutes of pure bliss. So here's the rules. Number one, you schedule it. So I go every Monday. I go like every Thursday with a friend. And that's just kind of like my schedule. So you always have something to look forward to. Yeah. So you get in your car, you drive to the good soda shop. For me, it's swig. Yes obviously clearly and it's literally <laughs> yeah right in front of me and it's like all the way across logan okay so you put on your podcast or your playlist mm-hmm. perfectly curated you don't hit skip you just get to sit and enjoy just kind of run with it like it's so easy but it's just something to look forward to and it's something fun you can do it's not super expensive and you just get to live life and just be blissful and happy oh so great it's a little celebration the thank you notes Yes. Where have they started? Why have they started? My love language is words of affirmation. So I love handwritten letters and just mantras, everything like that. I heard this quote said, people who have passed on will receive more love letters and more flowers than like a living person ever will. And I just thought, absolutely not. Not on my watch. (laughs) Not if you're in my life. And so the thank you notes, it's more like thank you for being you. And like living the way you do and here's what I love about you and it's seen and it's celebrated. Like, don't forget that. Like, I think every person is so magical and so filled with love if you just really like sit down and look at how they live their life. I know with my friends, my family members and a lot of people, everyone's like super hard on themselves and super critical, which I think it can be good to improve yourself. It can also be like very 
negative and like break you down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it was more just kind of like, here's how I can build you up. Even if I'm not there, even if we're not in the same state, time zone, anything, like you can always have this and just know, like, look how amazing you are and look how incredible you are. And I can see that. And I guarantee you everyone else in your life can see that. Wow. And talk about power. I mean, handwritten notes. Not mm-hmm. It is like you send an actual physical letter. In the mail. Oh my. I get addresses. <laughs> You go the whole nine yards. I know. Everyone's <laughs> creeped out. Like, what about no. my address? I'm like, just go with that. I just promise. go with so it. get it in three to five business days. <laughs> I love it. It's Lexi's letters. What have you seen the benefit for you? Because I know the benefit, the benefactor who's getting mm-hmm. those letters, that's an, an crazy amount of love and light in their life. Where have you seen that bless you? So kind of another mantra, I guess, that I kind of heard in the back of my mind whenever I was going through something hard was if you focus on the good, the good gets better. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes those that are really small and really simple, like, oh, the sun is shining. I made it to work or school safely today. Or my drink was really good at this week. Yeah. When I started doing this to my friends and in my life, I already knew they were incredible. Mm-hmm. And the more I essentially practiced gratitude for them, just the more love I felt for them. And the more I could kind of like channel that and be a better friend, sister, daughter to any degree. Okay, you also told me you have bottles of cider, sparkling cider in your house at like all times. At all times. It's one of my commandments. <laughs> Thou shall always have sparkling cider on stand. And what do you use them for? You utilize them Anything. how? I think kind of going back to uh, there's so many small moments you got to celebrate. Like, why not make them big? Mm-hmm. And I used to keep them in my car in case anything like good came up, like on the road. And now I can just keep my house. <laughs> it was really interesting because i've lived my life like this for years now mm-hmm. and it's just something normal and i remember my friend came over he was up for this job and there was like hundreds of applicants a bunch of rounds for interviews and he advanced to the next round like, he wasn't mm-hmm. in it for sure and i was like that is so incredible let's celebrate he's like what go inside i get this bottle of sparkling cider we're pouring it we're making toast and it just like raises the vibrations and it makes everyone so happy because yeah. there's so much to celebrate if you really want to like focus on the celebrations or like it'll be a party you yeah know? oh my gosh <laughs> lex is so good more people just need this absolutely there's so much going on in the world you also love flowers don't like mine because they're dead but no, fresh they're flowers beautiful. fresh flowers always yes smith has the best ones the best this has been so great. Where are you now? Mm-hmm. Now where you're seeing your life as you've kind of been going at, I mean, I see many great things for you. You're a force to be reckoned with. And I just believe your your light is going to continue to touch this world. And that's why I'm so grateful to have you here as you begin that light, beaming light show. But what what is it now that keeps you connected to God? What does that relationship mm-hmm. look like? What is the future? Um, I think the future looks like complete and total world domination. Okay, great. I, I'm perfect, perfect. I'm well under that order. I'm good. <laughs> yes, I'll graduate in December with my degree in marketing and technical sales. Perfect. Go Aggies. And I basically have had my life planned out since I was 14. I love a plan. I great. thrive on a plan. You and me both. It, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Very quickly realizing like you can't always do that, which is heartbreaking to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, just let me know what's happening. The mantras I'm like really clinging to right now is you never relate to your own life. I'm in a very unique spot. I think it's Utah. I think mm-hmm. it's the age I'm in. I'm 20. A bunch of people are just taking very, not dramatic steps, but steps into life, whether that's career or marriage or cross-country moves or across-the-world moves. 
And I am just very much like in this phase of my life from, okay, what do I want? Like I, at this point, can do whatever I want. I've always had a love for fashion. And that's really where I see my end goal. I want to design. I want to have my own brand and create and just make people feel empowered through that. So that's kind of like my little passion project that I'm being like a very cautious consumer right now. And I'm just like, okay, does that work? How does that work? What's their business model? Like what's selling? Wow. That's where I see my life going like end goal. Okay. I always stay close to God. I have like a few really key takeaways from just growing up and like being taught the gospel. One of the biggest ones was my seminary teacher. Shout out Sister Savage. Um, perfect. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> She was saying, like, you have this all-powerful God, right, who can create life and worlds and move mountains. And out of everything he wanted to be addressed by, he chose Father. That's who you're praying to. And I think of my own dad, just how much he loves me and how much he wants the best for me. And I only know that's, like, amplified dramatically by Heavenly Father's love for his children. Really leaning into prayer, like, spilling not spilling your soul that sounds dramatic but But telling him everything yeah all your hopes and dreams and worries and concerns and anxieties and that's really just kept me tethered prayers don't expire that prayer i said when i was 16 that me and heavenly father would be teammates that's still applicable that's still something i have and it's really just carried me through wow i'm so proud of you you're so nice You're amazing. Thank this you. Been so good. And I'm just so grateful that you have come and shared your light with us. And like I said, I see many great things ahead you. in your future. Real quick, you are in such a unique time in your life in mm-hmm. an age group that I think a lot of people your age are trying to find if they haven't already yeah. their relationship. Any final tips or advice from what you went through or if someone is going through their own trial of faith, what would you say to them? Ooh, that's a good question. You will find what you look for. If you want a relationship with your Heavenly Father, He's there and He's willing. And if you put in the work, you will receive blessings tenfold. It really is the small and simple things that will create that strong relationship. It's praying and it's reading your scriptures and it's seeing God in everyday life in goodness. Like where there's goodness, there's God. It's hard. Like I think the world gets scarier and scarier. And as you grow up and you're faced with all these choices and adversities, like just really, if you make the decision to lean into God, you're going to be okay. And I really believe that. I love how you have like a customized relationship with with God. Mm -hmm. I think people forget that. Sometimes they think it just has to look one way. No. It's not. No. We're made so beautifully and originally and you were made by your fault. He knows you. He really does. He knows your quirks. He knows what keeps you up at night, what makes you excited, like he is going to be the best supporter for you in whatever way you need. Like it's going to be different for me and my sister and you mm-hmm. and my best friend. So yeah. he's got you. I, I love that you said like, he's your teammate. Oh yeah. It is. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, Lex. Well, thank you again. Um, thank you. You're going on a cruise. I'm going on a cruise. We, like tonight you leave. Yeah. You're going to have so much fun. I'm so excited. People can come and be friends with you, obviously, on Instagram. Oh, but you're fan. on TikTok, too. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I love it. 
<laughs> Great way to see you in all of your light and glory. Don't worry. Uh, that'll be in the description oh, box. <laughs> we'll make sure. Gotta go. Uh, well, and thank you to whoever you are out there listening. Be sure to share this episode, of course, like always, and reach out to Lex. Thank her. She needs she needs some thank you letters <laughs> sent to her, y'all. We hope that you are having a great day and just know that you are so loved. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.